Podcast is returning with brand new episodes starting August of 2019. That's right. You heard that correctly. <laughs> you can hear us talk about so many things like tiny hats, thimbles, turtles, your mom's house, the internet, tiny dogs, <laughs> a game you play on your TV, tiny dogs wearing tiny hats, little books, cigarettes, lots of small things. What's with the small things? Talking about the news in the movies, TV, the comic books, music, video games, science, and more. Find us everywhere you found us before. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, the internet, and Google Play. World's Backest Podcast. That is totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dex, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, you man. Just do it. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hello? There you are. Whoa, hi. Hey, how are you? Rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling. I'm doing good. Let me just, I was listening to music. Let me turn that off. (laughs) Wait, I like your shirt. That's Captain Marvel, right? It's Captain Marvel and Goose. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah so that's so it's cute pretty epic pretty epic pretty epic where'd you get it uh tea turtle i think tea turtle i don't yeah. think it, what yeah. is that is that like it's, an online thing it's or? An online, yeah it's an online shop a friend at work was like hey look at this shirt and i was like i need it right now <laughs> and so i ordered it uh yeah so i'm kind of notorious for my nerd t-shirts so well hell yeah every time i see yeah. a picture of you you're always rocking like some awesome nerd stuff <laughs> i'm like wearing like dress shirts and i'm streaming I video know. games i know what why do you hell? why do you get all dressed up for streaming video games i, I know it, like it's the confidence it has yeah. to do with like the confidence if you're like nice and dressed up as opposed to being like i don't know like looking like a slob i'm like gotcha you know it helps gotcha. with the with the streaming wearing your pajamas <laughs> <laughs> okay well there's a balance right no one can see that i have legs so if i'm just wearing my pjs i'm cozy and we, I we, think about we, that. we just assume you have nice kneecaps we've never actually seen that <laughs> anyway so guys this is dr sarah we are here for another episode of geek parenting podcast interviews and i've got with me today um, a very good friend of mine uh, who I've been watching stream for quite some time now. Seven years. Seven, seven years, years, at yeah, least. something like that. Uh, but uh, Cheese, Cheese Whiz, we always call you Cheese. Yeah. So even though I know your real name is something different. <laughs> some people call me Mr. Wiz, and I don't like Mr. that. Mr. Wiz? No. <laughs> well, we call you Mr. Wizard. Cheese Wizard. Mr. Wizard? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a wizard. Yeah. No, I know. You're Cheese. Uh, so go ahead and tell us, tell us who you are and where we can find you and all of that stuff. Um... Oh, I, th- I have to do the whole spiel now. Okay. Uh, my name is Cheese, and I do weird things on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we can find you on twitch.tv slash Jesus. Very weird stuff on the internet. But so I need to tell you, I, I don't know if you remember when I first came into your stream. I do. And you came into a raid. 
I came in through a raid and it was a yeah. Skyrim raid. You were playing Skyrim <laughs> and you played the David Hasselhoff video. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I am staying here forever <laughs> because it was so amazing. So uh, if you've never had a chance to check them out, I highly recommend them. I'm posting clips all the time of your stuff on Facebook. I'm like, oh my God, because just, we just crack ourselves up just being in your stream and it's fantastic. It's but, fun uh, to do stupid stuff on the internet and make fun of yourself, right? Right, right. And talk about pooping while looking at Mount Thor. Oh, my God. Butt arms and freaking Derp and, Dragon. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, man. There's so many stories and inside jokes. I'm still going to do uh, uh, the Cheese Whiz Lore page one of these days. Oh, yeah. That. Cheese Whiz Lore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but so you, you've talked a lot about playing video games pretty much your entire life on yep. stream. Mm -hmm. What do you, what's your first memory of actually playing a video game? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, earliest memories. Okay. Actually the earliest memories I can think of video game wise are actually not me playing video games, mm -hmm. but my dad having like a really old computer and him showing us video games that mm -hmm. he was playing. And us being like, oh, that's so cool, right? Like, oh man, I like, can we play that? And of course they were like, dad, video games, they're like Doom and stuff. And we weren't allowed to watch for very long. And we had to specifically like, okay, we, you know, that's that's dad's video game. We're, we're gonna get you your own kind of video games. But I, I don't have, I can't remember the very first video game I ever played. I think I started playing video games when I was like three years old. Mm -hmm. and, and it just kind of is like a blur. I mean, some of the early ones, for sure, Star Wars video games, because my dad had some of those like Empire Strikes Back sort of video games and Rebel Assault and, uh, and, and I loved watching those, right? And mm -hmm. I remember he would specifically be showing us the video games and he'd be like, Oh, look at how realistic these graphics are, you know, compared to today where they're like way better. <laughs> yeah. If you go back and like look at some of those old video games, it's really funny. But he was like, oh man, look at how like realistic it is. And you'd hide behind pillars and shoot stormtroopers. Mm -hmm. uh, another early memory I got is Pajama Sam. I mm -hmm. love the Pajama Sam series. I would play that all the time. And that was like one of my go-to ones. And Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of it was Star Wars and a lot of it was like story-based stuff mm -hmm. for sure. Right at the beginning. We didn't have a console until the N64 came out. Uh, oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah. So we, we didn't have like a home console until that point. I actually, I grew up on PC games, which is really mm -hmm. funny. And then we got like Game Boy Advance and stuff later on. But yeah, it was, it was definitely early PC games for kids. And then we'd watch our dad play like Duke Nukem or Duke or whatever it was for like little bits at a time. You'd be like, okay, I'll show you for like 10 minutes. We're like, oh, I'm watching him like blow up stuff, right? And we're like little kids. And he's like, you're not allowed to play it just for 10 minutes. There you go. So right. I'm not a bad parent for letting Lily play Bendy and the Ink Machine and Franbo and all of that. <laughs> little Should nightmares. Little, little nightmares. nightmares. Yeah, yeah, with Lucy. Yeah, yeah. He calls her Lucy too. It's like, that's Lucy. And now she just, <laughs> that's Lucy. So yeah, she, we, we actually, Lily watches a lot of your stream with me when I'm at home. So she loves it. So uh, it's, it's a family, mostly family friendly stream. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't say I'm like, specifically going for family friendly but i do try not to swear just mm -hmm. as like a personal thing but mm -hmm. i don't also like g uh, move away from like sexual subjects and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff like if yeah. they're swearing in the game then they're swearing and stuff in the game mm -hmm. i don't really Absolutely. cater specifically to that so how did you go from just being a casual gamer into becoming a streamer a casual gamer into a streamer so <laughs> Or I don't think I've ever been a casual gamer before. <laughs> I don't think I've like ever been in that realm. Like I've been playing video games again since I was three years mm -hmm. old. 
I remember the day when I started to be in like grade school in grade seven and eight, where I started to get more freedom, where mm -hmm. I didn't have to go to the caregivers after school every day. And I would come home and I would break open my Game Boy Advance because I was only allowed, you could only play it on like road trips and stuff. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to like just play it in the house and stuff. You had to play with toys or read books or whatever. And then console gaming, you know, specific designated time. But I would come home like right after school before dad would show up for like an hour or two. And I just sit there playing Game Boy Advance for like hours because I was like, oh, I get free time. I can do whatever I want with it. Of course, I'm going to go and play some <laughs> video games, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I've actually ever been like a casual gamer before. I okay. mean, I've played games casually, mm -hmm. but I've always played so many games ever since I was like three years old. Mm -hmm. um, but transferring that, I guess that makes sense why I would want to start streaming. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm playing all these games all the time. And obviously I found like gaming videos on YouTube and then some of those favorite ones like Husky Starcraft and Total Biscuit. Uh, ripping pepperoni's brother man he was awesome yeah. he actually showed me justin tv way back in the day and i was gotcha. like oh i get to watch this live that's really cool oh i get to watch you know starcraft and stuff and he's commentating over it and he's doing funny things oh, okay and then i got really into the starcraft 2 sort of side of like gaming and back in the day justin tv was specifically like streaming your life but of course, what do nerds do as well? They play video games all the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, video games started to take off on the site. And I was around there actually literally when the day Twitch started. And I was like, what is this? Why, why do I need another site? Like, Give me back Justin TV. I don't want mm -hmm. all these video game things to be on its own site. But then it evolved. And I'd always wanted it. You're always nervous. You're like, what if I start and I don't have an audience? What if mm -hmm. I can't like create a community? And that always held me back for a long time. It was other things. I've gone through many different iterations and, 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 and drives towards streaming. But I was, I was in school when I first started streaming. I was playing a ton of video games. I was not really super driven with school. I was getting pretty good marks, mm -hmm. but I, was, I had so much free time and I was just playing games. And I'd always wanted to stream for like, I don't know, the past five years I've been following Justin TV and Twitch. And I was like, all right, set it up and press the button and start. You might as well. It doesn't mm -hmm. even matter if you can grow a stream. Just stream it. Might as well. You'd have fun. It's it's a goal. I set a goal for myself and uh, just to start streaming, just go with it, right? And mm -hmm. it's been like 700 years since. Now we're right? freaking full-time streamer, which 30, is crazy. 30, 30 dolphin babies as, yeah. as of yesterday. So yeah, you've been partnered for 30 months now. Yeah, 30 months. 30 How months. Has that, how's that been being a partner? Being a partner, it's super glorified. It's fun. I'm not going to lie. When you hit partnership, you're like, oh, I've also seen a lot of people burn out purely on just mm -hmm. wanting to be a partner. Just honestly, just for like a justification. They're like, I want to be a partner. I need to be a partner. But being a partner is not that different from streaming. It, it really, it depends on how you take your stream and what you do with your stream. Mm -hmm. If you're an affiliate, if you're just starting out, if you're a partner, if you're like the biggest stream on Twitch, it, the differences are not if you're an affiliate starting out partner those are like superficial things it really depends on what you do with your stream and how you uh do your content how you interact with your community what games you play how, what kind of production value you put into it um when a partnership was really cool but that was also before affiliate stuff and that's when you can only get a sub button when you were a partner mm -hmm. um but being a partner now for 30 years i guess it uh there's a few benefits, but nothing, nothing like super significant, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the, building the community a little bit. And yeah. so I think you actually have one of 
the best internet communities ever. Uh, you know, like I can go into your stream and I know who's in there and you have a ton of regulars who are in there all the time. Yeah. Why do you think you have such a great community? I, good, com good communities and good people attract other good communities and good people. That's mm -hmm. the way I kind of think about it. You on Twitch, one key, uh, um, bit of advice I would give is don't cater to everybody because you're not going to be able to entertain literally everybody. Not everybody's going to enjoy your content and that's actually good. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want to pure focus on yourself and the things you love and then people that have similar interests or similar ambitions or similar uh, types of humor or love to discuss the same things will start to attract towards it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the key fundamentals. Also, I think personally, I try really hard to get to know people. Like mm -hmm. I genuinely, when someone pops in, it might seem kind of fake if someone's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then they kind of forget who you are later on. Yeah. Of course, if you pop in once and you pop in again, like a month later, I might not remember you. But mm -hmm. for the people that do stick around, I do try and remember. It's like, oh, hey, this person like recently bought a house and they're going through mm -hmm. like this. Oh, this person recently got a divorce. Like let's, you know, give them some good vibes. Or this person recently got a bunny or there's a whole bunch of examples, right? Mm -hmm. And actually being genuine and caring about them too. Like I'm not doing this just to be like, oh, hey, I want them to watch my stream. I'm like, nah, I want some interesting conversations. I want to get excited about some stuff. Mm -hmm. People are invested in you. It's good to reciprocate and be invested in other people too. Mm -hmm. What do you feel are some of the best conversations you've had with your community? Because <laughs> um, there have been a lot of good ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's lots of funny ones. There's lots of stupid ones. Um, but there's also some really good, like, heartfelt ones, too. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to ask you about the Bell Let's Talk. Yeah, you did. That's, that's definitely one that comes to mind. I was in a depression for a long time in my life, and I ended up losing 80 pounds coming out of it. And then this program called Bell Let's Talk came out and I saw it one day on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It was like Bell Let's Talk Day. Everybody was tweeting about it, da, da, da. And I got really, I was like, oh, this is like what I went through. Maybe I should talk about it. I got super nervous. I was mm -hmm. like literally shaking and almost crying when I started up the stream before I even mm -hmm. did that. Because I was like, this is such a step out of my comfort zone, all this kind of stuff. I called up one of my really good friends who helped me come out of my depression and really mm -hmm. helped me like, get a drive again and really start to like care about who I was. And, and, I, and then we just talked, I don't even know. It's still, there's still a VOD for it, but we just mm -hmm. talked about depression and mental disorders and my own experiences with it and other people's experiences with it. And it just was such a powerful moment mm -hmm. of just being transparent about who I was and who I am well, uh, I re I to the community. In the chat, we were all kind of discussing our own struggles with mental yeah. health issues. And yeah. I think, we really need more of that. Um, I wish people would be more open about their mental health issues. You know, I just had a friend who tried to commit suicide a few days ago. So mm -hmm. thankfully they got the help they needed um, and, and are doing better, you know, just a few days later. But I think the more we put it out there and the more we talk and the more we're open about talking about it, it makes it a lot better. Yeah, for you know? sure. It, that is the whole goal of the Bell Let's Talk is specifically mm -hmm. to bring it out into the universe more, have more discussion about it, let people know about it. Because when I was depressed, I didn't even know what depression meant. I didn't know that I was depressed mm -hmm. until I got out of depression, to be honest with you. I didn't know I was depressed because I didn't know the information about it. I didn't really care, honestly. But like important programs like that just help discuss it mm -hmm. so that you can not self-diagnose yourself, but so you can be more aware of like what's going on. 
And honestly, more importantly, other people. If you know someone that's depressed, maybe you'll be able to help them out because that's one of the most important parts about it. With anxiety and depression and all the mental disorders, um, it really helps having other people help you out throughout that journey mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to do it yourself and being like, okay, I'm this and now how do I get out of it? Because a lot of the time you don't really care. That's yeah. part of depression. Um, but yeah, no, that was a super significant aspect and in, in, in a really big step out of my comfort zone. And I had so many people afterwards reach out to me and send me their personal messages and like DMs on Twitter or Discord. And I, I remember I took two days off afterwards because mm -hmm. I needed those two days to just like, just, you know, get back into, to, into a headspace and mm -hmm. also read through all these messages that people had sent me. It was, it was awesome. So there, there you go again with like connecting with the community, right? People mm -hmm. had sent me it and I sent them these nice long messages back of like explaining like what's going on or either giving advice or just saying like, I understand what you're going through and yeah. Oh, you, that was a super powerful moment. And you did a great thing for the, your community, local community, because during that stream you were raising funds for, my light just went off. <laughs> <laughs> so you were raising funds for, uh, it would do it for Darren, correct? So tell us about that charity and why you chose that charity and spe specifically for that stream. Okay, so shout outs to my dad because he was the one who actually told me about Do It For Darren. It was something local. Um, it's, it's a charity here in Ottawa and they focus on youth and mental health and depression and anxiety and all that sort of thing. And again, not necessarily trying to like give them experiences or raise money to like, I don't know, give, give them toys and stuff. It's more about raising awareness about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, I was in that spot. I was coming out of high school and I was super depressed and I had no idea anything about it. No one really talked about it, right? And uh, so that's what they did. It was, it's based around one of... Uh, uh, the the a hockey player's daughter ended up committing suicide here in Ottawa because of her depression. And they started this foundation to raise awareness about it, right? Because they had no idea. They, mm -hmm. It really took them completely by surprise and they, they didn't know and they thought, well, if we can prevent other people from doing that just by spreading awareness about it and by talking about it and 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 being open about it, then it's it's really effective. So that's why I chose that. Also, it's purple. It's also local. Uh, my dad, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, that definitely resonated with me, and it's something I personally went through as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I like when whenever I do something charity. I've only done two charity things on my stream because mm -hmm. honestly, I'm I'm a little nervous about it. I yeah. I don't like to sell out, uh, but when I sell out, I sell out for charity stuff. Mm -hmm. It has to be very personal to me. I have to really be invested in it. I can't just be like. Doctors Without Borders. I, I don't know that much about them. I'm sure they do great mm -hmm. stuff, but it doesn't reflect my person as much. So making sure I'm really invested into it and like I have a personal experience attached to it so that I can sell myself that I should do this. Mm -hmm. That's really important. So that's that's why I chose them. That's awesome. See, I love yeah. those stories like that. Um, so your community is 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 one of the best. One of the best. One of the best. <laughs> one of the best. If not the best. So wow. here's the thing. All right. I told I told Grizz this when I because I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago as well. There are three channels that I frequent on Twitch. Yeah. Critical Role, Grizzly yeah. Ben, and you. And it's because of the communities. You yeah. know, I and like I don't care what you're playing. I'm just gonna come and watch you play <laughs> and I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna interact with the community because it's so fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know, you've done such a great job at building that up. But you've also done a really fun, you've, you've done a really interesting job or great job of, 
doing things that are new on stream, like your snowboarding stream, which right. yeah. it really I've never seen done on Twitch before. So tell me a little bit about why you chose to do that and how that went. And and I, I enjoyed watching it, but tell us about your experience doing something new. So it's important on Twitch, in my opinion, to be trying new things, to be pushing the envelope a little bit, to try and create new content. And also, if you're starting out as a streamer, find things that you love and reflect that and maybe amplify that a bit on your stream because that's what people become attached to like yeah if you're really good at mario maker or you're really good at like apex or you're you know sure if you're on that competitive side but if you want community if you want to stand out it's important to bring what you love and what you find valuable about yourself into the stream itself too because i used to do these smoothie streams mm -hmm. right um, I don't want to do it anymore because I, I, I overdid it. I it got to the point where I was not having as much fun because it was kind of the same formula each time. And I was like mm -hmm. chucked two super sugar infused smoothies on stream each time. And I like, I felt mm -hmm. literally like I was, you know, becoming diabetic. <laughs> so <laughs> it just became a little bit too much, but it was fun. It was community time. It was mm -hmm. unique. I, I, I got into the camera, I pointed down and I was literally making smoothie things. I tried to add entertainment and like pour some sugar on me mm -hmm. as I'm pouring like maple syrup into mm -hmm. the smoothie. Or, you know, and... putting maple leaves into yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I would do fun stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's fallout. Let's go get a maple leaf from outside and let's just put it in the smoothie. <laughs> it was a bad idea. I got another one. I ate it. And I was like, wow, that tastes terrible. Mm -hmm. um, I probably shouldn't have done that. I didn't even wash them off. I probably have like contracted like seven diseases from it, but <laughs> it's for entertainment's sake, right? So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I did with snowboarding as well is I love snowboarding. I got a snowboard over here actually mm -hmm. on my stream and I was like, Okay, well, I've come across a little bit of a conundrum. I love snowboarding, but I also love streaming. Mm -hmm. And for, for the past 700 years that I've been streaming, they've always conflicted with one another because I'm either up there for like the weekend snowboarding or I'm down here streaming. And of course, streaming is really important to stay consistent, right? Mm -hmm. You can't take that many days off and you honestly, you love it, but you do need to find that balance. So it was either one or the other. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I could actually combine that. I feel like with all this IRL stuff, I could find a way to stream snowboarding. So I thought about it throughout 2017, but I didn't mm -hmm. pull the trigger. I was kind of nervous and it was kind of daunting because none of the technology was there yet. No one had done it before. Uh, even in 2018, no one had done it before, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Let's try it out. Let's do some research. I, I put tons of time and effort and hours into like researching the right phone to get. So it was waterproof and could work in like the cold weather, uh, like what kind of stabilizers and stuff I would want, what kind of like data plan I need, uh, setting up the Streamlabs app, making sure it's okay, setting up all the alerts and stuff, like how long uh, scheduling wise, like when do I actually want to go snowboarding? I also probably don't want to sacrifice my normal stream because people mm -hmm. are probably here mostly for like me playing games and stuff. But so maybe I should snowboard in the morning and then do a normal stream afterwards so I don't sacrifice it at all. And spoilers, mm -hmm. it did get sacrificed a little bit here and there, that's for sure. Um, but it was so much fun because it was, again, taking a step out of my comfort zone. It was something new that I love to do. Mm -hmm. And it was something very unique. I found there was like, you know, people that pop in and be like, other streamers be like, oh, this is, this is weird. I've never seen this before. This is interesting, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't get it down perfectly. There was definitely points where my battery would run on my phone, even though I had an mm -hmm. extra charger or the day would be really cold 
or I, I didn't schedule it perfectly. So I was up and going for like a, like a snowboard stream. I also maybe should have like a lot of it was testing as mm -hmm. well. Cause each stream was like a test of like, okay, I'm going to try something different with this stream. Okay. We'll get a different charger. Okay. Maybe I'll turn the brightness on my phone all the way down. So it saves battery on a little bit more. Okay. Today I'll actually put a warmer case around my phone. Okay. Now I'm going to buy this new like stabilizer and gimbal for it. So I can do that. And okay. We'll go in a different part of the hill to see if there's a reception there. It was really cool. It mm -hmm. was, a, it was, a, it was a lot of fun to like put together as like a project. Uh, and for the next year, I'd like to do it again and maybe get some more exposure on it. Um, cause it, there's one thing about Twitch and most people come there for video games, right? Mm -hmm. For, for the people entertainment and for video games, mm -hmm. they don't really come there for music or sports or that much creative stuff though. There are, mm -hmm. uh, and there are fostering communities around it, but, uh, I feel like it'd be actually really cool to get some promotion around doing like a snowboarding stream now that I've been experienced with it mm -hmm. and then transferring that into like uh, gaming stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a cool creative outlet for it. And again, it's about expressing yourself and being like, Hey, I love doing this. And my community is like, Oh, geez, he's doing something weird today. What is this? Like he's, he's going snowboarding. Why mm -hmm. he's bringing this along? And <laughs> you know, it's, it's really cool that way. It's really fun. So one of the other things you've innovated is the two streamers, one controller. How did, <laughs> how did that come about? Um, okay, so shout outs to Lobos because he actually was doing it first okay. with one of his other girlfriends beforehand. Okay. And I just kind of saw it and I was like, oh, that sounds like a really, really cool idea. So Squilla and I, we I go down to Toronto for the Twitch Toronto meetup and I go stay at his place. And obviously we both love the Soulsborne games and we're like, mm -hmm. You're both okay. crazy. <laughs> yeah, let's do some crazy challenges on the two-player one controller things. And then mm -hmm. it just kind of took off. And then Lucar and Colby uh, came in. And then we did a four-player one controller. Mm -hmm. And then we did Deathless. And it was just, it's really fun, honestly, because there's an another dynamic to it. Because you both have to be on the same wavelength of like, do this, do that, no different things, trust in the other person to press the right button at the right time. Mm -hmm. And then obviously when it doesn't happen, it creates entertainment because you like fail and you die and everyone's laughing about it. But uh, those are a lot of fun. Those are a lot of fun. What is it about the Soulsborne games that makes you love it so much? It's the challenge. It's, it's, the, it's the fair but brutally hard difficulty. Mm -hmm. It never do I feel like I've, well, occasionally I'll feel like, Oh, there goes the light. <laughs> yep, the light. I gotta move around more. There we go. Um, the the difficulty is really what drives me. I mean, I love so much about mm -hmm. the series. I remember actually, I found out about Dark Souls, the initial one, through Twitch from this old streamer called Bashi. If you've ever heard of the game called It's Bashi Time, it was actually that game was made for him, and it's become oh, wow. like a cult classic. And I used to watch the streamer Bashi uh, stream Dark Souls. For a little bit, I was like, what is this game? I've kind of heard of it before, but this actually seems really interesting. I dived in, loved the lore, loved the story, loved the bosses, loved the difficulty. But then later on, I just started to appreciate even more difficulty because everything is pretty fair. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're like, okay, I just saw someone completely destroy this game without getting hit a single time. That means I can probably beat the game, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you're stuck on a boss, you're like, I know I can do this. Mm -hmm. I know I can do this. And then it becomes this reward factor where you're like, 
I want to die. I want to feel that accomplishment where I get put into the ground, but then I emerge victorious because I've like learned and I've acquired more knowledge and I've gotten better and like all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, and you crush the bodges. <laughs> As opposed to me who plays it for 30 minutes and gives up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There was, ever there was this one time, I think the longest I've ever spent on a boss ever on, on stream was in Dark Souls 3 on the DLC, the final DLC on the final boss. And it was because I, you probably, you remember the Resident Evil 4 uh, Larry, right? Larry. I remember in Resident Evil 4, my first time playing through, I was like, okay, I can't put it on the hardest difficulty. We're going to make it harder for me anyways, because mm -hmm. we're just going to take this giant fish. And if you didn't know in Resident Evil, you get like this inventory space with certain slots. And I put a giant fish in my inventory, which took up a ton of space. So I had to micromanage like all my other items around Larry. And we beat the game with Larry in our inventory mm -hmm. since the beginning. Larry, he's classic. Larry! <laughs> smells like peaches, right? <laughs> Isn't that what we decided he smelled like? Oh my I think God. so. I think so. <laughs> I'm glad oh you remember man. this stuff. Yeah, see, I remember but this I, stuff. But yeah, okay, so the boss in Dark Souls 3, I was like, I found this shield. And it was literally a giant set of barn Do doors. Doors. Yeah. And I was like, it would be so funny if I beat bosses with literally these giant doors, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a shield. So it has like no, barely any damage, has like a super slow animation, like barely any range. But I was like, all right, it's challenge time. So Gale, the final boss, I spent like six and a half hours when stream, just completely and utterly determined and enjoying myself the entire time too. Cause I was like, slowly make a progress, slowly make a progress, getting better at it. I can do this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then I beat him with the door shields for the very, like I, that was the first time I ever beat him. And he's a really tough boss, but I just remember being so completely and utterly like satisfied, just mm -hmm. that accomplishment of it. it. It feels great. It really mm -hmm. does. So with those games, you also have this facade character you've created. <laughs> Space Jesus. Let's tell, us, tell our, tell our listeners about oh, Space no. Jesus. <laughs> um, actually. Okay. So he's, He's almost four years old at this point. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, he just turned four years old because it was Canada Day not too long ago, mm -hmm. um, earlier this month. So on Canada Day, on the first uh, year I was streaming, I was playing Fallout New Vegas and I needed to start up a character and it was Canada Day. So I was like, well, let's give him pale white skin and a bunch of red hair. So he's, you know, red and white for Canada today. So he became Can Canadian man. Um, and then as that playthrough in Fallout New Vegas progressed, we ended up uh, getting to this DLC called Old World Blues, which is one of my favorite of all time. And there was just a bunch of space stuff and random scorpions are made of robots and heads, uh, sorry, brains and jars and weird technological stuff and uh, uh, giant like proton axes. And we got this like spinny atom head thing on, on, on Canadian guy. And then I was like, he's like, he looks like a space Jesus, you know, <laughs> like he's made of space and, you know, he's like flying around. And then the voice kind of came with the two is like space Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Cause he, he had that look right. Of like the, the kind of like snobby Englishman kind of, you know, like, mm -hmm. yes, right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and it's fun because on stream, these characters, and these 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 like inside jokes evolve mm -hmm. naturally, right? Same with the dolphin, same with the space Jesus, same with Scooby. Like they all were just a random thing that happened. 
And then it caught on and I was like, all right, let's go with this, you know? And then <laughs> space just become like a part of that, right? And, mm -hmm. and, you, and you evolve the character over time, you add more to it, you bring it back, you, it, people become connected with it. As long as people are being entertained, it's good not to like force it, but mm -hmm. being able to read chat and your community's reaction to certain things and just like Ouch. giggling about it or asking you, cause sometimes they'll be like, hey, where's Space Jesus? Why have you brought him back for a while? I'll be like, mm -hmm. okay, it's time to bring Space Jesus back, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So one other thing you were well known for is your Joker stream. Oh yeah, Joker the Joker stream. stream. Yeah, Tell us yeah. a little bit about how that evolved. So that's another one where it's like, I love taking steps out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I, I'm good at them now, but I wasn't always. And it was one of those things where it was Halloween, it was coming up and I wanted to dress up, but I wanted it to be kind of more significant than just me putting on a hat and doing like this thing. And you know, a few Halloween things around. I was like, no, let's like go all out, you know, let's have a fun time being someone or something else. And I just remember, again, I was super nervous because I'd never been clean shaven on stream before. I'd always had at least some facial hair mm -hmm. and I went full clean shaven. I'd never put makeup on my face ever. And I put a whole bunch of Joker makeup on. I watched like the Dark Knight and a few Joker things with Mark Hamill stuff prior. And I just kind of went into it being like, okay, I'm going to like be the Joker sometimes. And it just evolved into me playing the Joker character, like full on role playing. I think it was for like 12 hours straight with like the voice and everything with like the alerts with me, how I'm interacting with chat. Like it's it was disconcerting. Like if you're used to watching cheese and then he's yeah. in his Joker persona, it's like, Oh, this is, I can't, this is weird. Yeah, it is exactly like, <laughs> but it it's was, so good. It was a contrasting kind of like thing for the community. Cause I never broke character. Mm -hmm. Never. Even, like some people are like, oh no, I don't know. Like is cheese coming back at some point or people are mm -hmm. trying to break me. People are like, I don't know if I can watch this anymore. And my instinct was to be like, okay, break character for a second. Be like, it's just for today. Like we're only mm -hmm. doing a Joker stream for today. Um, Cause but I'm trying mean, something new, but, but then I kept, kept it up. I kept it the entire time. <laughs> and it was, it was really fun. It was <laughs> really fun. Some things, some things land on the wall and they stick. Sometimes they like fall down and stuff, but uh the, the Joker streams are pretty fun because it, it again allows me to break out my creativity and really kind of go all out with it and have fun and do something weird and put myself out of my comfort zone. Actually, another thing about streaming, another key thing that I've learned about streaming is when I'm nervous for a stream, they usually turn out to be some of my favorite streams because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh crap, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Yes, you're going to do this. Okay, could you do this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like playing my first horror game on stream with doing the Bell Let's Talk, with doing the Joker stream, with doing like snowboarding stuff, with like like so many, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, those those ones usually end up being some of my favorite streams. Yeah, I feel the same way with with stuff like this, with interviews. The more I'm nervous, the, the better the interview usually is or anything yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, because you're excited, um, you're invested. Yeah, right? And right? you're like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do it in the moment. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you talked about people trying to break you on stream. <laughs> I think you know where this question is going. Uh, how does it make you feel? When yes, you've you broken me you, many times. I know. On I know. I'm sorry, but it's you worth it. You're, like, you're just like, and we're breaking cheese today. Yeah, I'm like, it's, oh, it's, a, my it's God. a let's break cheese day. How does it make you feel when you realize that there there are people in the community who want to see you succeed and and donate to you or give you bits or things like that? to make sure that you're able to continue doing what you love. It still makes me confused. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, 
I don't know. Like it's it's not a normal thing. I think like streaming, right? It's still weird concept. When I first started watching Twitch and the subscription button came on, I was like, why would I ever pay money if I could just watch this for free, right? Mm -hmm. It took me a while to warm up to the concept of paying so the person can continue to do it or supporting them, not just because you like paying them, not because you're going to get something in the future, but paying them because you already got something from them, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've already watched a year's worth of their content for free, subscribe to them for for mm -hmm. for uh, for a few months or for a year or whatever it is because you already drop, you got a bunch of it right yeah or drop a thousand dollars so they can go to TwitchCon oh yeah Jesus I wasn't <laughs> gonna bring that up friggin loves over here flexing <laughs> nope, oh my nope, god nope, we're not gonna talk about it <laughs> I'm not the only one who donated to get you to TwitchCon. Well, like, okay, that was the thing. You just donated a bunch of money to me. And you're like, happy birthday, cheese. Or no, I think it was New Year's. It you're was like, New happy Year's. New Year's, cheese. And I was it's like, New Year's. what the hell am I going to do with this money? What are you doing <laughs> right now? And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to TwitchCon you with this money. There we go. We, uh -huh. You know, I'm going to put it. I'm not going to like save it. I'm not going to spend like on a bunch of clothes and stuff. I'm mm -hmm. going to put it towards something for the stream. And you basically paid for most of my trip to TwitchCon, to Berlin. First time <laughs> I've been to Europe solo. I've been to Europe before, but like, mm -hmm. and it was so much fun. It and was, you got to see the Hoff. Time. Yeah, I got to see the Hoff. I didn't get to meet him in person, but I also went to his 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 museum, museum. which was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Didn't you post a picture of the chest hair? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah and gross. some videos and stuff. And yeah, it was pretty funny. Gross. It was pretty good. So if people are afraid to stream and you could give them a couple pieces of advice, you've given a few, what is one, what's the most vital piece of information you would give somebody who wanted to start streaming? Just start streaming. So many people, I've talked to so many people who are like, I'm thinking about streaming. What should I do? I'm like, start streaming. Mm -hmm. Just do it. And of course, if you have kids, if you have responsibilities, if you have a job Harder. and you don't have any money to be able to stream, then don't start streaming until you have that free mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. Treat it like a hobby. You're like, yeah. I'm going to dedicate some time to this. Yeah. Start streaming though. I know yeah. it's a lot of fun making your alerts and your profile banners and your Twitter and thinking of all these ideas for your stream first, but you don't know if you actually like streaming until you start streaming. And mm -hmm. don't go in there with expectations being like, I'm going to get like, you know, 10 people in my first stream and da, 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 da. You have to really enjoy streaming. Mm -hmm. You have to be truthful to yourself with like a lot of things. If you're having fun and you got a small community, a few people that pop in, rocking, awesome. But you don't know until you start. I know so many mm -hmm. people that are like, okay, so how do I make a bunch of graphics before I start streaming? I'm like, don't. Yeah, make a bunch of super basic ones. The most important part is turning on the stream and committing to it. And mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people don't actually surpass that that first road bump. There's plenty of road bumps in streaming. There's plenty of obstacles. There's plenty of things to get over. But that is the hot, the, the most tough one. Mm -hmm. uh, and and with a lot of things in life, is just starting it. A lot of my projects, like I said, with the snowboarding streams, I premeditated it for a full year, but I didn't start because it was intimidating. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes with streaming. Just start it. That is by far the most important and crucial part of streaming, just in general for anyone that wants to start up um, or anyone that wants to get back into it or anyone that needs motivation to like, you know, keep doing it. If they tried it once or twice is just keep streaming. You don't know, right? You, exactly. If you're playing games, turn it on, give it a shot. It's not meant for everybody. Not everybody wants to be in a sort of spotlight, 
but then again, you can mold your stream and make it as comfortable as you want. Mm -hmm. If you don't like something about your stream, change it. If you want something for your stream, go get it, right? It's really cool because it allows you to flex your creativity, but you just need to start. You don't <laughs> need a perfect webcam. You don't need a perfect mic. You're like, okay, well, if I get rated by a hundred people, yeah, okay. But that never happens in like your first stream. I've heard a very couple rare cases, but just get what you got. You don't need a lot. All you need is your PS4 sometimes. All you need is like a little <laughs> laptop, like, Anybody, any age can start streaming. You don't need mm -hmm. a super crazy computer. I've honestly, uh, for the first like two years of streaming, I think I invested maybe like $400 total into my stream equipment, $400 in two years. I know mm -hmm. some people that buy like a $3,000 PC to start streaming. You don't need that. It's crazy. not worth it. Um, and also it's for me, I had to justify a lot of stuff because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get this gaming chair before I start streaming. One, because I need a new chair anyways. So it's not just for the stream. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to get a mic because it'll be better to like talk like online with people as well. $150 mic. I've had this entire time. It's not just for streaming. Um, I need a graphics card for my computer uh, so I can run games better as well, but it's not just for streaming. Mm -hmm. So yeah, honestly, the, the best advice is just start streaming. Just try it out. Nothing yeah. needs to be perfect. You can, hell, now you can change your name on Twitch to whatever you mm -hmm. want later. You can change your branding to whatever. It doesn't need to be perfect right away. And trust me, I was a perfectionist for a lot of my life. And still, still to this point, I'm quite a bit of a perfectionist. But you just got to jump in. And you just got to gotcha. start now. Gotcha. Yeah. So we've got half, a oh, little less than half a year left in, in gaming. Yeah. What are you looking forward to coming out the remainder of the year? That oh, you man. Plan stream? Oh, there's a there's a bunch of games. Um, off the top of my head, what am I looking forward to? Uh, Death Stranding. Just oh, yeah. like I don't know if that game's gonna be phenomenal. I hope it is. I'm I'm definitely an optimist when it comes to most things. Uh, I'm just incredibly curious what the hell that game is. <laughs> you know, we all are. <laughs> what is it? I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> I want to experience it purely based on that. I'm just have an insane curiosity about that game. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm really looking forward to Doom Eternal. I love Doom 2016, and I can't wait to run around with Mick Gordon's soundtrack blasting and murdering everything and shooting them and go exploding things. You know, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I break every single game I play. It's true. Other games I'm looking forward to. Uh, really looking forward to new Pokemon. I haven't played like a standalone next generation Pokemon since probably Ruby, uh, Sapphire, and Emerald. So I'm really looking forward to playing that because I think the community would be really f fun to have around streaming that as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to... Um, uh, Last of Us 2 is probably next year. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm uh, still looking forward I to got, that one. Yeah, that so one's... I'm, a little, I'm in two minds of that one. Um, mm -hmm. Because... Last of Us 1 is one of my favorite all-time games. And it was such a perfect story in and of itself. I, uh, when they announced The Last of Us 2, or like just before, I was like, I'd love another Last of Us game if it didn't have the same characters. Mm, because okay. there are some of my favorite, but they were so good as is. Mm -hmm. to, to expand on it, I feel like you might lose some of that which you had in the first game, right? Gotcha. I, but the world is so rich, and Donnie Dog are so good at creating characters that I would love to explore more stories in this universe, in the Last of Us mm -hmm. universe. But I feel like Joel and Ellie are like, it was so perfect as is. And I don't feel like we don't need a nice 
bow or ribbon on it to kind of continue their story. So I, I'm probably going to love the game, mm-hmm. but I, I'm a little hesitant on it being Joel and Ellie again. Um, gotcha. I'm also really looking forward to Borderlands 3 so I can pulp everything and shoot things and <laughs> run around with crazy guns and picking up things. And I love the Borderlands humor. And Borderlands mm-hmm. is one of my favorite franchises of all time. I actually have a special place in my heart for it because it was one of the first online games I ever played. Mm-hmm. And I met, it was it was actually when I was really into my depression and I would stay up really late at night, but I would it would be my escape. I'd hang out with friends in Borderlands, making friends online and just farming bosses and getting loot and stuff and, and, and looking forward to that in my day. So I'm really looking forward to Borderlands 3. It's been a long time coming. It looks exactly like what the fans want it to be. It's mm-hmm. got a bunch of li- uh, quality of life improvements. It's got a bunch of new loot and awesome characters to bring it back like Tina and everything. I'm really excited for that one. That mm-hmm. one's, one's going to be really good. I, I'm a variety streamer, so I, I'm looking forward to like a lot of games. <laughs> Zelda, uh, Link's uh, Awakening, that remake yeah. looks uh-huh. so cute. I am super excited for that one. Uh, horror month as well in October. Oh, I'm looking yeah. forward to Luigi's Mansion 3, which is coming out on Halloween. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to playing Layers of Fear 2 and... Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, it's announced. Blair Witch. Blair Witch, Ooh, another wow. scary one. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, that's coming out August, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, th- there's a lot of stuff. There's too much stuff to name. But mm-hmm. those those are definitely a few of my like top contenders right now. I'm sure I'm missing like one. Then I'm like, how could you forget that? Come on. <laughs> really? Everybody will give you shit later for it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so my last question is, you're not a parent, but no. we always ask this question of everybody. Like, if you okay. were a parent, what yeah. would your parenting philosophy be? My parenting philosophy be? Um, my parenting philosophy. I've thought about being a parent. I would love to have kids at some point. Um, I've already thought up of, like, names and stuff. I'm not there. I'm not ready yet. Not even <laughs> close. Like, I, I said, okay, when I turn 30, that's when I'll start, like, maybe thinking about, like, starting up a family and stuff. But mm-hmm. until then until I know what I'm doing a little bit more until I got some foundation under me and I've, I've experienced life a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I want to wait until then. And I'm, uh, I'm three years away from that right now. Mm-hmm. So my parenting philosophy though, I'm not a big fan of when parents hover around their children a whole lot mm-hmm. and don't allow them to experience things. One thing that's recently made me really sad is around here and at the old schools I used to go to, they've actually taken out completely the play structures because kids would hurt themselves on it. Jeez. And it, it, like they would put up signs being like, no one's allowed to play in the play structures. Like I grew up and I think it's important actually for the kids to get experiences. Mm-hmm. It, like as terrible as it is, like hurting yourself, you know, being picked on a little bit, uh, going out and being like part of like groups or cliques or having friendships or, or getting scrapes and bruises and playing sports or, you know, like finding those things out, are, I feel are really, really important. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't want to put our kid into like, hey, fall from the street so you can break your arm to find out like how to deal with it. But I, I, I want when I have kids for them to experience life, right? To have experiences around it in a safe environment, but also in like a somewhat, uh, um, Fun environment too, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a great one. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with me today for the podcast. Hey, really well, thanks for it. having me on and inviting I me know. for this stuff. There you I go. Know. So Hell tell yeah. everybody where they can find you on the internet. 
where they can find me on the internet. Um, <laughs> I'm Twitch on the internet a lot. Yeah. Twitch and Twitter. I'm actually, I've composed mostly of internet right now. So yeah, I, I, I am born and, and, and molded by the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitch. That's definitely the best way. If yeah. you're interested at all, if you like good communities, weird people, I make random sounds. You probably heard me mm -hmm. some random sounds on this podcast as well. Um, twitch.tv slash cheese whiz c-h-e-e-s-e -E -E, normal cheese and then w-i-z some people type in uh, w-h-i-z that, that's um, z for Americans <laughs> <laughs> there's my Canadianisms coming right. out <laughs> that's a z for uh, everybody else you know for uh, all of us <laughs> Americans out there um, but that's the best way to connect with me I also have a mm -hmm. discord Mm -hmm. uh, discord.gg slash cheese whiz as well. Uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't even know the Twitter. Like, I think you... it's at X cheese whiz. Yeah. At X cheese whiz. Cheese was spelled the same way, just with an X in front. Cause I'm hardcore like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, those are probably the best ways to, to come hang out. If you want to be part of the community, if you want to talk about some random nerd stuff and you know, like giggles, cause I mm -hmm. like making people laugh. So we talk a lot about nerd stuff. I like it. Yeah, exactly. We do. We were talking yeah. about uh, MCU stuff yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, about MCU to... Phase Four <laughs> and just like everything coming out and all the Disney shows. And, and you yeah. got the MCU fangirl going. No, no, it's all going to be fantastic. Shh. I mean, here I I'm optimistic. I want it to be as well. It's just it's a lot of stuff. It That's is. five shows in one year. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And then we're also mm -hmm. getting Star Wars things. And I know it's gonna be. It's the golden age of geekdom, my friend. Yeah, it really, really, really is. It's it's, that, that's why it's fun to talk about it, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I will let you get going, so get ready for your stream, and hopefully I'll see you later this afternoon. Sounds good. Bye forever. All right. Bye forever. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>